Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. So everybody wants it faster. There's nothing wrong with wanting something faster. I mean, let's face it, if you can shorten the process rather than having lessons that somebody else has learned, wouldn't you want to do that? But how can you make the transition, whether that whether you're in part-time work or full-time work or whether you're in a different type of job, how can you make the transition to full-time coaching faster? Now, that could be coaching, it could be consultancy, it could be that you're wanting to create a, a more scalable version of that coaching, etc. But either way, you've, you're in a transition, you're doing something and you really want to be doing something else. And how do you do it faster? Anchor, start us off. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, I think anybody who's ever gone through a professional transition knows the feeling that, um, you know, when your heart's in the new thing and you're still stuck in the old thing, it's you just can't wait to get out, right? So now what I've seen over, you know, and, and I've had so many transitions, <laughs> I kind of feel I'm a bit of a pivot queen. And what I've, what I've come to see is that the less I worry about how long it takes, the less I beat myself up about lack of progress or perceived lack of progress, the less I try and sort of predict and try and figure out everything. And, you know, all that is what takes up headspace, it takes up time, it drains energy. So that's really what slows me down more than anything. Right. So I think there are practical considerations, right? Say, you know, when I had my sewing business, yeah, you know, that is the that was the thing that paid the bills. So I can't just ditch it and start to now full time every day, all day focus on the new thing. So it was basically a full time job that I needed to keep going. So I only had little pockets of time to build up the new business which was frustrating at times. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can throw the dummy out of the room as often as you like. But if you have the thing that pays the bills, you're going to need to hang on to it or find something else while you're building the other thing. Other people have the possibility to focus more time on it. So that's practical considerations come into play. So if you still have a full-time job that you need to pay the rent, well, then basically give yourself some slack and relax into the process and allow it to be a little bit slower you know or a lot slower doesn't really matter it's not a race you know but I think the main piece is that worry and overthinking and self-doubt and negative self-talk 
that's the stuff that drains your energy and slows you down. I think it does. And I, I kind of want to go very practical here because when I think about my own transitions and, you know, I'm in the transition at the moment as well, is there's a couple of things that I'm finding right now are really helpful to me um, in making the transition uh, better, easier. And I think the difference between easier and faster needs to be just mentioned, as it were, because I think in the past, some of the mistakes I made was to buy courses that looked like it would, if the system was in place, it would be faster. But the interesting thing was that I probably wasn't actually ready mentally to put the system in place, or there were missing holes in the system uh, of skill, of understanding, of market understanding. There were there were gaps, and I may not have realised that at the time. But the things that I'm seeing are helping me right now are things that seem almost too simple. They seem too simple, but they are the the most powerful. The first one that I've noticed is when you're in transition, you're tempted to put in more hours. I'm tempted to put in more hours because you're doing the one thing and then you've got to find allocated or extra hours to start putting into the to the new thing. But what I realized, it's not about more hours. So the first thing that I needed to actually start to address or that I've realized is sleep. I've needed to address sleep because while, because there's two, there's more going on in my mind. There's more considerations. And I noticed that I was feeling wired and that I wasn't sleeping well. Um, and so, you know, this is a big deal for me right now because I'm right into a, a Netflix series with nine series. And, I've, and you know how easy it is when you get into a series, you go to yourself, oh, just one more. And then you're past midnight or whatever it is. And you're like, you've got to be up at six o'clock in the morning, which is just like not good. So there's had to be a little bit of discipline, almost like one less, not one more, you know, like one less of the episodes, not one more, where I'm going to bed slightly earlier, where I'm getting more sleep. Because just on a functional basis, I am a much better decision maker when I'm really not overtired and feeling, you know, groggy in the mornings. Um the second thing that I have noticed that I've started to do is what I call the joy of missing out. Somebody described it as the joy of missing out. And uh, this is the bit I'm really enjoying personally right now is uh, I've, I may be subscribed to probably three or four people that I'm regularly listening to. So I emptied after all of the years of my inbox being clogged by all of the people that I downloaded a freebie off or, you know, signed up to a webinar or whatever it was over the years, I started to systematically unsubscribe to things. Because if I couldn't, if I wasn't looking forward to their email, then I didn't, then there was no reason to be influenced by them. If they were just another in, email in the inbox and I'm just sending it all into the delete box at some point, then they need to be out of my email because the more that's coming in the more distracted I am with that stuff that's going on um so I started to just unsubscribe obviously clearly not us you know because we've got like bags of value <laughs> bags of value with this but it was I wasn't it's like if you're listening you're not looking forward to receiving it just get the hell out of there you know like just unsubscribe it's just pointless you are not missing out by just missing another email to have to make another decision on as it were 
So that decision fatigue gets in the way. Remember, if you are in transition, you're trying to navigate going from one thing to the next. And there's a lot of there are more decisions to be made. And so if your brain is just fatigued from trying to make those decisions because there's not enough sleep in there. You're, there's too many emails from too many people coming into your inbox that you are just, you know, just not even looking forward to. It's just more stuff. Then you've got to kind of, you can, if you really like them, you can always go resubscribe at some point, you know, they will not leave your memory. Um, and the third one was that has started to look at is I started to have to allocate hours differently. That's where I am right now is the things that I was doing, you know, in one area, I I need to claw back some hours so that I'm not doing it in family time or weekend time, etc. So, you know, for some people, it might go be going down to a four day week. Uh, it might be going to, to part time. It might be making an interim move that is very much about a time based move, allocating new hours into a certain thing. And if you find you're kind of wasting the hours or whatever, that's a good piece to notice that. There's, there needs to be some level of focus or compass towards those hours and the steps they're doing. And that's what we do within the Visible Club is like really, you know, we've got people in transition, haven't we, Anki, you know, and we're in transition to different areas ourselves. So there's all, I think we're yeah. going to be in transition. So I think the thing yeah, faster, I think is, is what, I think the question is what has to die? or what has to be let go of in order for you to step another step into that transition. And that could be many little steps. It could be many little moves. But every time you make one, you can't make a move in the new direction and hang on to the old. And that was, again, even our last podcast, if you haven't, uh, you know, the thinking versus doing podcast, that area of wanting to be in control so that you can be really clear and have all the safety in place. It's kind of like that transition can happen is, you, you let go of one thing. You can't even walk into one room or another. You can't even walk from your kitchen into your bedroom if you don't move out the kitchen. It's absolutely impossible to be in two places at the same time. Impossible to think two things at the same time and impossible to be in two places. So what has to, you know, what can you do right now? What's one tiny move? That's what we say is it was one tiny move that moves you out of the kitchen into the into the bedroom well it first of all it's like moving into the hallway and then it's moving up the stairs so whatever those moves are it's never one giant leap for mankind nobody even got into the moon by one giant leap for mankind it's not quite the true statement is it there's lots in there practically i just wanted to kind of say the things that i'm finding right no not at all not at all i think that the tiny moves i think Default answer, you know, default answer equals no. Like Rich Litwin is literally actually talking about this again in his, in his, uh, I don't know, crazy October, I can't remember what it's called, challenge. But it's like the first thing is like, would say no to everything except the things that are hell yes. So I think literally clear out the deck. I think that helps an awful lot. But I still want to come back to the one piece that I see slows people down more than anything. And it is that um, having your head somewhere else, right? And where I see people have their heads a lot is, oh, you look, but so-and-so started the new thing up within, you know, X amount of time. Mm-hmm. That like comparing yourself and you want to be really careful that you know who yourself, that you're comparing apples with apples, right? 
And I remember us having a conversation when I was talking about the, um, you know, my, my doggy project, right? And it was like, all of a sudden, it felt like, oh, my God, I had an idea on a Friday. And on, Lond- on Monday, this thing was launched. And on Wednesday, the podcast was out, you know, so now it's easy to go, oh, my God, I'm what am I doing wrong? I've been sitting on my thing for many months and many years. And why can't that thought? If you can remember that the way somebody else can do something quickly is a result like speed comes from skill and experience, right? Just like I didn't create my first flamenco skirt in an hour the first ones took four or five hours you know a few hundred skirts later I'm like what on earth was I doing half a day right so and it's just like with the doggy project because all the pieces that were needed to put this together quickly Mm. I had in place because I know how to do all these things I've been doing this kind of Mm. stuff for a very long time so I can go from idea to tangible project over a weekend You know, if you're new in that space, you might not be. And it doesn't mean that you're procrastinating. It doesn't mean that you're slow. It doesn't mean anything. So the invitation is to stop comparing your progress to somebody else's because you don't know how long. And also the more drastic your your pivot is, right, the more skills you have to catch up on. And I always find the people who start their own business and are flying within three months are marketing experts right they were they were working in the marketing in a company or in an agency and then they start to decide to go out on their own doing exactly the same thing probably taking their existing client base with them every single project they've worked on is literally credibility on their resume so they can get stuff off the ground really quickly so if you come and had whatever career in a corporate world now you've gone coach training and now you're starting a coaching business you have a lot you're still a baby coach you have a lot to learn on the skills front and you have to learn a lot on the business building front so if you can just allow yourself to take one step at a time and free up that like, oh my God, why am I, why am I not there yet when everybody else seems to be faster? Like that alone, you know, frees up so much time, so much headspace. And, you know, just like good sleep, it's like when you're in in a relaxed space and, a, you know, and, and act out of inspiration and not driven by fear, like that's the thing that speeds you up. Like Yeah, and just to, just to kind of finish off on this two areas that just suddenly came to mind was you know things that go faster if you haven't got the skill set are things that you pay other people to do so if you you know that at the very start I get it you might feel bootstrapped a little bit but if you know that graphics are not your thing and you're faffing around for five hours on Canva trying to get you know a template for a social media post done that is not a good use of your time when you could actually be having five hours of conversations with people that you, you know, that you could be researching and finding out and letting people know what you're trying to, you know, do or accomplish. But that's the scarier bit. It's so much easier to hide playing with upskilling things that ultimately are a low, uh, a low cost item that can be outsourced, even from your full time job or your other job you know, and sort of ported across to get you moving faster and actually outsource them. 
And the ultimate thing for me is outsourcing the mistake making. Like in terms of you can't stop making some mistakes you're going to, but when you are part of a group, you know, for for instance, I'm part of a mastermind at the minute around more advanced um, automation, lead generation, etc. And I deliberately put myself in that comfort zone with a mentor, putting my money into investing into a new journey where I'm actually not even going to be learning all the skill the, the skills that we're, I'm learning. I'm not even going to be the one implementing them all. I'm I'm knowing what I need so that I can outsource that to other people that have got the better skill to put some of that in place. But it's so it's not about doing everything yourself in order to to become skillful. Even in this, it's really understanding at the start what needs to be done to bring those clients in right now. And if you don't like it, as in those, no, if you hate it, don't like it, could be some awareness around social media posts. You're still going to have to have your message. We'll talk about that afterwards in the chicken and the egg of marketing. So tune into the next one. But if but there comes a point where you where you doing everything um isn't the best use of your time and your best use of your time is to go faster is to actually get into more conversations with people that you can sell your offer to yeah so true so true i always say to people like you want to know just enough to be a good client for someone right you don't have to be an expert at everything but you need to know what you need you know otherwise you're just wide open <laughs> for a lot of for a lot of um crappy experiences but so on that note there are loads of things i hope you've taken something from this this power-packed uh podcast on this occasion and we will see you in the next one so take care take care thanks for tuning in to the visible coaches podcast if you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature this podcast is your sanctuary If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.